0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: Jason Swain, Ben McKee, live from the Low T Center studio, hour number two here on the program. Our one was brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Hiller has extended their lower 2021 pricing through January to help customers tackle necessary replacements. So they are extending it even beyond January. Uh, There's so much demand um, that they are now extending this special pricing for one more month. Month of February. So, this will be the lowest pricing expected all year at Hiller. You've noticed all the inventory shortages, all the empty shelves everywhere. There's a serious equipment shortage in all areas right now. HVA system, tankless water heaters, and generators are going to be extremely, extremely limited this year. So do not wait. If you need a replacement, call our friends at Hiller today. Don't wait until you are out of, out of uh, options. Hiller's work is backed by the happy you'll be or the service is free guarantee. Hour two. We start hour two with touchdown turnover backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union. Place where you belong. Better rates and better service. Tonight's game. Tonight's games. game games Tennessee has a game but there are four matchups tonight in the SEC Texas A&M obviously on the road against 22nd ranked Tennessee South Carolina Mississippi State State is at home Ole Miss travels to LSU to take on the 25th ranked Tigers and then Alabama on the road to play number one ranked Auburn touchdown turnover Two ranked teams will go down tonight. Two ranked teams will go down tonight. Will it be Tennessee? Will it be LSU? Will it be Auburn? Do you see two of these teams going down tonight, touchdown
2: or turnover? Hmm. Should be a fun night of SEC basketball. I'll say turnover. I don't don't see two losing tonight. I don't see any ranked teams losing tonight. I don't think Tennessee will lose to AM. I don't think Auburn will lose to Alabama. And I don't think LSU will lose to Ole Miss. Now it, it likely never goes the way that you think it is going to go. So who knows? Maybe we'll come back tomorrow morning and and be surprised by by a result. I, I can't I, I don't think L S U is going to lose to Ole Miss. Home game for them Ole Miss has been been struggling. They did beat a so-so Oklahoma State team over the weekend, but uh, they, they don't they don't move the needle for, for me right now. They're, they're kind of banged up, and they beat Kansas State. Florida beat Oklahoma State. Um, they're just kind of so-so basketball team right now, and LSU's at home. Uh, so, I mean, Tennessee could lose. They are 11-and-a-half point favorites. That number – surprises me, but it's a home game for Tennessee. a and is, is sputtering, has lost four in a row, lost on Saturday to uh, South Carolina, lost last Wednesday to LSU, lost to Arkansas in overtime before that, and then lost to Kentucky before that, and and their last win was a three-point win over Missouri. So they haven't really played good basketball since the beginning of January. So I, w- I would be surprised if Tennessee lost to not, not saying that it's not a possibility, but I would be surprised and and Alabama uh, they, they play the best teams in the country the best. <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. they make zero sense they they lose to to the most awful teams and beat the best of the best. but home game for Auburn, and i 'm not going to pick against Auburn, so I say turnover i don't think a single ranked. SEC team loses tonight
1: Hmm, I'm going turnover I don't I don't think we see two um, unranked teams win tonight I'm going I'm going turnover I would not be surprised if Alabama beats Auburn I really I really wouldn't be because they play good teams the best and they fall to you know lesser opponents they're up and down but they are more than capable of beating beating auburn and um auburn did not have their best game against missouri but that was against missouri man this this place will be rocking uh down there in auburn tonight um uh, this is a rivalry so there's going to be energy auburn will they will attack this game like it's a national championship so uh, energy won't be a problem it's can they keep their emotions in check you know um uh, What's number 44's name? He is for Auburn? Yeah. Devin
2: ha- Cambridge.
1: No, the forty-four. Cambridge Har, I think it's like Oh, uh, Caldwell. Caldwell, yeah, man. He is he, he is, is their emotional 40, leader. Yeah, he's their emotional leader. He's a post player. Um I mean, he, Dylan he, Caldwell. Yeah, he he'll pick up a tech just from just dunking on somebody or making a play on someone and yelling in their face, but he, he is their is emotional leader.
2: Their Urosh.
1: Correct. Just a little bit
2: better at basketball.
1: So he, he's going to bring it, man. He's fun to watch. He is fun to watch just because of his energy. Tonight, tonight, if you are looking to make a couple bets with the NBA, this is your night because, because Action 247 has a promotion for you to, today. Are you Team Durant or are you Team Booker? Bet $50 on the spread of the Suns-Nets game. And you'll get $2 in free bets for every point your team star player scores. So you got book go for 30 points, that's $60 right there in free bets. Durant goes for 30 points, that's $60 right there. Is Durant back? Sounds like it. Is Durant back? Durantula? Is he is he back? I know he don't like nicknames. Let me stop before he tweaks me with his from his burner account. I have to tell Rick Barnes on them. Let me be quiet. So, those are the promotions right now for today. Excuse me, with action. Um, the promotion that you should jump on is the 100% deposit match up to $800 by using the promo code Event. So, you drop $100 in your account for the first time, boom, you get $200. You drop $800, boom, you get $1,600. They will match it 100%. Just use the promo code Event ACTION247. Give them a follow on Twitter, at TNACTION247.
2: You are want to win. Tonight, though. You going to put a parlay on, on SEC basketball tonight? You know it. I just don't know where I'm going yet. I, I think I'm going to do a, a four-game parlay with picking the winners for tonight. So I'm going to do a parlay of tennessee mississippi state auburn lsu money line
1: you see how i sent you the uh my 14 parlay i was thinking about you giving me crap for oh you need to do more than just a two-team parlay you need to be a man and am proud of you do more so i did a 14 parlay and
2: you made more money
1: i did i did i did make more money thank you man you're I, you're last welcome. last last week is the Gators to cover against Oklahoma State. It was Vanderbilt to win the money line against Georgia. Then uh, Texas Tech to win against Mississippi State. And then Tennessee to cover four points. And, man, thank you, Zakai Ziegler and Josiah Jordan-James. Appreciate that energy at the end of the game. Wanted <laughs> to win. Didn't win, but my, my betting account did.
2: I was uh, not too happy Saturday. I picked Tennessee to win on the show Friday morning, but I changed my pick Friday afternoon as I continued to read about Texas and its defense. Mm -hmm. And with it being on the road, you pointed out Friday morning that Tennessee has not played on the road well this year, so you combine that with the fact that you can't trust Tennessee's offense. I changed my pick mentally to Texas, and I had a, a five- team parlay money line on Saturday. I picked Texas money line. Money line is just to pick the team to win. So mm-hmm. I, I had Texas winning, Florida winning, Ole Miss winning, Michigan state winning. All those teams won. My fifth one was Baylor over Alabama. So that oh, was my fifth one. Yeah. And that yeah. was the one I felt most confident in as, as well going into the day. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, a lock that Baylor was going to beat Alabama. So if, if Baylor would have beaten Alabama, I would have had pulled off a nice five five game parlay. Yes, you would have. You've been good, man. Oh, I made so I made it up on uh, on Sunday though. the 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 Chiefs Bengals was good to me. It no, was it was it. it was good to me. I took the I, that's the other pick that I changed as as well. I I took the Chiefs to cover on Friday. But I ended up changing my mind and taking the Bengals to cover, and I had one nice little boost of needing—what was it? I needed a Travis Kelsey touchdown, got that. I needed a Jamar Chase touchdown, got that, and then I needed 50 receiving yards from Tyree Kill, got that. That's easy. And then 250 passing yards from Joe Burrow. Oh, no, that's, that's that's. And easy. I and I got on all, all four. I I hit. The, the Bengals covering now the Rams I got screwed in the Rams game I had the Rams covering four
1: me yeah
2: they won by 3 yeah I had the
1: Rams cover I had to Rams winning by 3 but my other parlay was the uh over under in the um Chiefs What'd Bengals you game um the over yeah 54 and a half
2: I if I would have bet the over under I would have taken the over as well yeah I yeah. thought there would be more points in that game. Neither offense played as as well as I thought it did. You and I talked about it off air yesterday, and Joe Burrow made a ton of great plays at the end of the game. Don't, don't get it twisted, but walking away from that game, it felt like the Chiefs lost that game more than the Bengals won that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Chiefs were fiddle-farting around the entire second half, and Patrick Mahomes was bad in the second half. I, I don't know what he was doing down at the goal line to end the game, not making us money. Well, he made me money because I had Bengals covering. Bengals me. were up by field goal at that point, so as long as the game didn't go to overtime and Chiefs didn't win by a touchdown, I was I was good to go. But just in in terms of pure football, like why are you scrambling around that much and then taking a sack? Like what are you doing? That that is. I, I mean, I, I understand that you are part of his game. I mean, I get it, but. You, you got to be smart in those instances, and, and then before halftime, I, I said it live. Why are the Chiefs not taking the points? That was you, that was bad. You 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 are going to need points against the Bengals. That was bad
1: before the half. That was bad. That was yes. bad on the play calling. Uh, but they 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 called it. They trusted Patrick Mahomes. They trusted him, and he he broke their trust because all he had to do was throw the ball out of bounds, kick a field goal. And you probably win the game. but
2: And then that terrible interception in overtime. Yeah. So And look, Joe Burrow made a ton of great plays at the end of the game. Had some big-time throws to T. Higgins, big-time throws to Jamar Chase. And, and had some big-time scrambles. He had that one scramble where he was getting away from Chris Jones. And I still don't know how he got, <laughs> got away from Chris Jones twice on, on the same play. So Joe Burrow did make some great plays, but... Even with the Bengals winning, it didn't feel like the Bengals' offense was was clicking on all cylinders like like I thought it would be. So I, I was surprised as well that the over did not hit. Yeah, um, I was mad at myself. I forgot to take the under in the Tennessee game, in the Tennessee Texas game. I forgot oh, yeah. to take the under. And Definitely. I was, I was oh, I was mad afterwards for forgetting that. Yeah,
1: me too. I, I did the same thing. I did the same thing. Should have taken the over and. You know, you're looking at tonight's game, 31-and-a-half, 131-and-a-half. I
2: was going to say, take the over on 31-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you take take the over
2: on 131-and-a-half thir- well, well, for well, this game tonight, Texas no, no, a no. I was joking when you said 31-and-a-half. Oh, yeah, take, yeah, yeah. Take, yeah, yeah, take yeah. the
1: over on 31-and-a-half. Yeah, yeah. 131-and-a-half, <laughs> Tennessee, uh, Texas a and M.
2: I don't know. I don't think I'm going to touch this this over under uh, I mean, I if I had to take it, I, I would take the under just because you can't trust Tennessee's offense. And Texas A&M's offense At is, home, is not that good. At home. I know. But it takes two to tango. I know. And, and A&M's offense is not that good. They don't shoot the ball that well. They turn it over a ton. They don't take a lot of threes. And when they do take them, they don't. They don't make a ton, which obviously means that they won't be able to miss from three in the first half, but really the only thing they do offensively, at least looking at the numbers, is they get to the free throw line, something to be said for that, obviously, Uh, and they also grab a lot of offensive rebounds, which goes back to what I was saying about Henry Coleman, the third, that Tennessee's post players better bring it tonight because uh, A&M attacks the offensive glass. They are better defensively, but they give up a lot of offensive rebounds, they they give up a lot of free throws, but they do turn you over, and uh, they 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 make it hard for you to get clean looks as as well. So I, I don't really know what I would do with the over under in this one.
1: Got time to think about it. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Plenty of time. To... Baylor has too many injuries, and Rojas coming back has stabilized Alabama's lineup. Tough for me to take Tennessee to win by eleven from Vol and Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee, eleven point favorite. That's 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 gonna be tough for me to take too, man. I probably would take A and M to cover on, on that one.
2: But is that home? Yeah. Isn't that what you just
1: told me? Yeah.
2: It's a home game.
1: Yeah, it did. I did. Vall in D Town says Junior Colson, Cody Jones, and Miles Pollard.
2: Come on down. Michigan. Ken Palm does predict a uh Eleven point win for Tennessee. Has Tennessee winning seventy one to sixty and gives Tennessee an eighty four percent chance of winning. Eighty four
1: percent? That's that's a B.
2: The Alabama a, grading system. Has them winning by eleven.
1: I still ain't touching it.
2: <laughs> I'm with you. I'm am see the cover. I'm only taking the money line in a parlay. Yeah.
1: All right, let's get to the phones. Let's get to uh David. David, good morning.
3: Good morning guys. How you doing? Man, great. How are you, David? Just wonderful. Just wonderful. Um, I'm gonna take a little bit of exception. I agree that uh Mahomes played horrible in <laughs> the second half. I tell you what what I thought, seemed to me he got gunshot. He just wouldn't throw the football mm-hmm. uh in that game. Seemed like to me he they they played that whole second half, not to lose that game and, and certainly not trying to win it in my opinion. But I thought his last that last pick was just a great play by the defense. It hit it hit the wide receiver in the hands and the defensive back kinda of punched it out and hit it to his other player. I thought that was a great play. I thought it was a great throw. Um and should have been you know, could have been caught, but uh, I thought it was a great defensive play. That's uh that's just my opinion. But didn't think it was a bad a bad turnover at all by well, Oh now, now he may have may have tried to bite off too much instead of just throwing something underneath. I would agree with that, but uh,
1: I didn't think it was a bad throw. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, it was a bad decision to throw it in double coverage. Um, you know, if you're talking about the interception. Yeah, that, I mean, it was it was a bad decision. I mean, to throw it, especially, you got to know your personnel, too. A jump ball, Tyreek Hill. I mean, I, maybe one-on-one, you know, but I, I'm not throwing jump balls to Tyreek Hill where he's bat-pelling, having to, to, to get his hands on the ball. Uh, I just thought that was a poor decision about Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes has played with fire all season long. It's what makes him great because he makes great plays during those moments. But the beginning of the season, when when the Kansas City Chiefs were struggling, it was because Patrick Mahomes was careless, careless with the football and the defense was not good either. And they fixed it during their, their winning streak during the regular season. But over the weekend, Patrick Mahomes – just did not value the football enough and made some very critical errors, especially there at the first at the end of the first half. But they'll be back. They ain't going anywhere. The Chiefs will be back next year. Uh, I will be surprised if the Chiefs are not the favorite or you know, given the second or third best odds to win the whole deal after the Super Bowl is over. You know how you know how like they, they like to do that stuff. Yeah, I would agree. And I tell
3: you what, I enjoyed immensely. I watched the offensive line play. Of the of the Chiefs about the Trey Smith more uh, than I've watched any offensive line play, and Trey Smith just just took soul this year. That play on the touchdown when he you know and and Jason maybe you could explain that you played on that you know what play I'm talking about right where he peeled off his man and and took the defensive end on. You know my thought on this, and I don't know this, but he was blocking his man at the start of that play. But it looked like to me the whole time he was blocking his man, he was watching
1: that defensive end. Is that normal? Yeah, I mean, you you do you do go up to the second level, you know, in in in, um, in the running game, you do have responsibility to, you know, combo block the guy right in front of you and then climb up to get a linebacker or climb up to get another defender. So it's pretty it's pretty normal, but for like for Trace Smith, he is he is a king. At catching dudes not paying attention and catching guys out of position and taking them out and decleating them and jumping on them and pancaking them and like like being like to say pour syrup on them I guess that's right uh, <laughs> maple so, syrup baby yeah man Trey Trey really good at that well
3: he did
1: it in pass protection though not run blocking yeah he, the he, pass. he does it in pass protection too like when when he's go, you know when he's blocking the interior and the defensive end like is going up against a tackle and the defensive end tries to spin inside, mm-hmm. Trey, I've seen Trey catch a defensive end spinning inside and laying him out. Like, Trey has done that all, all all, of his career. And I've seen him do it a couple times with the Chiefs, too.
3: All right, one more thing, guys, before I let you go. Mr. McKee, I've got a question. Yes, sir. Three, two or three weeks ago, and I haven't been able to call, you made a comment, and oh. please tell me you were joking. You made a comment about Brian Greasy and you made a comment that said, yeah, I didn't know his dad played in the NFL. I Please not, tell me you were joking.
2: I, I was not joking. I did not know his dad played in the NFL. <laughs> he's a you know,
3: his, you know his dad was the quarterback of the last undefeated football team in the NFL, right? I do now. Now you, now
2: you know? I do yep. now. Yep. Uh,
3: yep. And he's a Hall off. of Famer. Yep. And he's a Hall of Famer, right?
2: Yep. I, I do now. Okay, stud.
3: <laughs> I I I was brushing my teeth and literally dropped my toothbrush in the sink. listened to that that morning. <laughs> yep, and I couldn't stop laughing. And I and I, I almost wanted to call and just say, hey, just so you know, uh, Mike Shula also had a pretty good dad that coached too. Just
2: FYI. So. I, I am aware of. Uh, I am aware of that. Yeah, yes. you know Don Shula. Oh, yes, now. I know. I know. I know Don Shula.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, God, everybody knows Don Shula, but. Hey, man, I, I totally, totally get it. And thanks so much for for the phone call. Uh, great phone call. I met I met Brian Greasy on my uh, visit to Michigan years and years ago. I was in the office talking to one of the coaches, one of the assistant coaches, and Brian Greasy was in the building, and he was working for ESPN at the time doing college football. And um, they introduced me to Brian Greasy. He came in and um, – I looked at him like, okay, hey, like they they were like, hey, this is this is Brian Greasy. Like you you gotta know who Brian Greasy is, and I was just like, hey, ooh, ooh. hey, sir. Did you know who his dad was? Not, not at that time. I was in high school, um, but like I didn't. It didn't really register. They were they were kind of hyping it up, but i did I did meet him, and he was really nice, so Swain he's doing a great job right now. I love the Monday night football crew now, that's uh, a whole lot better than I love Lewis
2: Riddick yeah yeah I, I love Lewis Riddick Brian Greasy, I mean, I think he does a fine job. He doesn't move the needle really one way or the other for me. I'm not a huge uh who's the play by play. I'm blanking
1: I see his face
2: I know. I see his face. I see his face. But I just, I don't, and we've talked about this here on the show, but I think of him as, as the Sports Center studio host. And, it, and it's weird to see him call Monday Night Football games. Not Stan, I'm Stan for it. But, Steve uh, Levy. Yeah, Steve Levy. I'm, I'm not a huge Steve, Steve Levy guy, but I think it's because I, I have pigeonholed him into being a Sports Center anchor. And, you and holding this, him back, man. I, I am holding him back. Uh, speaking of holding back, uh, Texas Tech is going to have to hold a lot of people back tonight. Mm. And before we hit a break and get to around the SEC, mm. what do you think about our, our future conference brethren and, and sisterin and, and that atmosphere they are going to be in tonight? Texas goes back to Texas Tech. Chris Beard, I mean, the, the, the tweets that were sent out yesterday that went viral on social media were
1: crazy. Where is that from? I've never seen anything like that. Where, well, like, where is that from? I mean, I thought you mean?
2: like it's in Lubbock. So that happened last night, as Texas was getting to to town. Like the game is tonight, but wow. that was last night with the team arriving to the hotel and and going to the arena for shoot around. And I saw the video. It's I've never seen anything like it. Truly,
1: I'm not really supposed to like it, but. I don't
2: dislike it. I don't like it. You think Texas Tech fans are doing too much? They're going over the top. I think. Not not that I'm feels super strongly about condemning them, but they're doing. They're going over the top. I feel like. What's I mean? Mfn and, and middle fingers and. What's, what's, and, di- what's different and than the, what they following do? Following the bus. What's different like, than what they backing do out? when you? in the arena and the fans are saying that to you? It, it seems more demonstrative in the videos than, than anything I've ever seen in an arena.
1: As long as, like, nothing is thrown at the buses or anything like that. Like, I, I don't, think it's going to happen. I don't have a problem with the, you know, with the number one salute. They're trying to get close to the
2: players. Yeah, that's 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 too far. That, and that's, like, they they were, like, backing out with the bus and, like, trying to – I don't know. I, if, it kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable. But maybe they're just preparing – Texas for the SEC, but you haven't even – I can't think of a time when I've seen that type of vitriol for, for a team in the SEC. Uh, we got that at LSU, 05. Before –
1: It was it was like the, that. the
2: night before the game?
1: Not the night before. It was after the game. And, I, the, and, they threw, and they threw frozen oranges at the bus and cracked the windshield. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that's it,
2: wild. <laughs> I, I I mean, we talked about this – this. I mean, yesterday on the show, I said, I, I, I kind of think the game in Texas Texas – Tech, the game in Lubbock between Texas and Texas Tech is is more intriguing than than the Iron Bowl of basketball, just because of the hate that Texas Tech has has for Lubbock or uh, has for Chris Beard. I'll, I'll, man, I, I wish Tennessee was playing tomorrow night so I could watch truly watch that game and, and watch Alabama Auburn as well. Also, my people who are in Texas, I, I have a question. I, I noticed that Lubbock is five hours and 43 minutes from Austin. I mean, if, if we drove six hours North, we'd be in like Ohio. Texas is huge, man. I know. So are there like airports at each major city? Like in, and I know Dallas obviously, but like Lubbock and, and Waco and, and college station and, and Austin. Are, are there like major airports
1: I wouldn't say major, but they're.
2: Not Dallas-type airport, but significant air, airports, and that's how people travel within the state for the most part, or, like, to Houston or, or something? So, like, I, I've, I've
1: flown into Houston. I've flown into Dallas. Obviously, I've flown into San Antonio. I've flown into Austin um, before – I think that's about right. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, Austin was, like, the smallest airport uh, of them but i would be surprised if if there's a you know airport in waco and uh, and, and and lubbock these schools that come into town i mean seven I mean, you're not driving, yeah you're not you ain't flying into dallas and then driving you know 5 6 hours yeah
2: so yeah i, I mean i knew texas was was obviously big it everybody huge. does but like when you start to to look at how long it would take to travel to, from like city to city within the state of Texas that's when you truly start to realize just how big Texas is it's
1: big man everything's bigger in Texas you haven't heard the the saying
2: oh i i've heard it <laughs> i i've heard it i've never really been to Texas i've been twice when when my dad was stationed in Fort Irwin California he then was was moved to uh, Fort Bragg North Carolina and we had to make the drive from California to North Carolina, and uh, we drove through the the very tip top of the state of Texas. That's really the only time I've ever truly, and that's not even really going to Texas. And, the, and then the other time I've been is when I went to Omaha and flew through Dallas. Those are only other; those are only two times I've ever really been to Texas. Uh, I like Texas. Well, you need again Texas, Oklahoma, the Midwest. You need to try and stay away from from those states because every time you go you almost die yeah literally it's
1: been 10 years man it's 10
2: years or so so I think I think I'm ready to go back <laughs> what do you want to go for you know first weekend of, of next month Tennessee is playing in a big-time baseball tournament in Houston at the Astro Stadium against Texas and and Baylor too cold it's Texas in March and yeah. it's indoors too cold <laughs> they're playing in the Astro Stadium it's indoors
1: I want I want to Number 1 I want to go to a home game on the porch.
2: You need to wait and go when Titty's pitching back pitching. That's 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 that's
1: that's what I want to go. I want to go on the porch at Tennessee home games. That's what I'm going. All right, coming up. NCAA Rules Committee. They are they are exploring changes to limit fake injuries. Finally. This is on the athletic. I want to bring this up and I'll discuss what may affect Tennessee. Tennessee has the fastest-paced offense in the country. And hopefully we don't see Ole Miss faking injuries anymore. Swain Event, be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to the Swain Event.
0: In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller. And they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at ofonox.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters. Providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995.
1: Go to com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles
4: tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue.
1: Doc, what makes your training different than others?
4: I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved.
1: Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at TR Sports Medicine. Dot .com Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy
4: you <laughs>
1: around the SEC, Swaine so Veff feel about that in barbecue. Ben, shoot it.
2: I will shoot my shot. I'll uh I'll give you the latest on around the SEC. Within the SEC and then I'll I'll, I'll hand it over to, over to you and and you can mention the potential rule changes that you discussed before we went to break. I'll start over in Starkville where Mike leach has has made some some new coaching hires uh, drew Hollingshead has been hired to be the inside wide receivers coach obviously a little bit different there at Mississippi state because they 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 do the air raid on offense and they have an inside wide receivers coach and an outside wide receivers coach I, I thought that was pretty pretty funny that, mm-hmm. that they have. Uh, both there. And they've got some other roles changing. Matt Brock going to coach the linebackers. Eric Mele going to serve as special teams coordinator. Uh, defensive coordinator Zach Arnett is going to coach safeties. Jason Washington going to coach the running backs. And how about, do you know who the outside wide receivers coach is? It's Steve Spurrier Jr. <laughs> Steve Spurrier Jr. The outside wide receivers coach there at Mississippi State. And he is adding pass game coordinator to his duties. So, a lot of changes there at Mississippi State. Also, some official changes at Auburn that we briefly discussed yesterday. And Austin Davis, the Auburn Offensive Coordinator, who came over from being the Seahawks Quarterbacks Coach, he is officially done at Auburn. His stint as Auburn Offensive Coordinator and Quarterbacks Coach is done. Before a game, before one single Practice according to Auburn Undercover 247's Auburn site. Davis informed Auburn coaches and players that he intends to step down from his position and he's not expected to return. Davis has been with the program just a couple of weeks, although his hiring was announced in December. So, pretty interesting there. They'll, they'll be, um,
1: Harson will, will be what hiring his fifth coordinator. You have Mike Bobo, you have. Austin Davis. Um, then you'll have your third offensive coordinator. Yeah, Derrick Mason was there for one season. And you promoted somebody on staff to be the DC. So yeah, fifth coordinator, fifth coordinator it's
2: in in two years. Ooh, it is. Uh, it's not. It's not Jeremy Pruitt level dumpster fire. But let let this upcoming season spiral out of control, and and you won't be far off. That is for sure.
1: You better have a plan, man, before you make a change with your coach I, I thought auburn would have learned a lesson from tennessee but let's look like they didn't um or learned a lesson from texas basketball you better like you better have a plan now texas basketball did have a plan they went out and got shocker smart and everybody wanted shocker smart it just didn't just didn't work out but like auburn didn't have a plan man nope they didn't have a plan when they got rid of Gus the miles they
2: just figured they would get somebody better, and. Well, I think they had a plan. I just don't think their plan went very well. They they got turned down by a lot of coaches, and it worked out for Tennessee, <laughs> but it, it it did not work out. Luck was not on Auburn's side in this one. Well, when I mean plan, you better
1: league. have a bird in the hand.
2: Yeah, I like yeah, you better like
1: have that. a coach. Like remember years and years ago, Bobby Petrino had interview with Auburn, and Auburn already had a coach. They went behind. Um, Gene Chase is back and interviewed by Petrino. Like that's what you got to do as wrong as it is. You need to know that you have a definite yes from a quality coach or someone that is better than the coach that you are firing before you actually fire them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is why Auburn got these nose. And then they had to settle on Brian Harson, Who's not even from here. He's a, he's a West coast guy and he is a fish out of water. He looks uncomfortable there's going to be some major shakeup there within that Auburn athletic program and football program um, because and I'm, I'm not letting boosters off the hook. The boosters can look at themselves and take some responsibility too. They won't.
2: We know how boosters roll. Uh, the other coaching hire in the SEC was at Arkansas, where Sam Pittman has hired a defensive line coach. Deke Adams is Arkansas's new line coach. He spent 2021 at FIU, but he has previously coached in the SEC, four different stops in the SEC. Arkansas is his fourth stop, but has also coached at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and South Carolina. Also coached at North Carolina, ECU, and Southern Miss. And uh, before this year, he was part of Lane Kiffin's first staff at Ole Miss. So, Sam Pittman, Making a higher three transfer notes real quick before I hand it over to you. How about Vanderbilt adding a transfer? They've had all these transfers leave the program. They, they finally add a transfer. And guess guess where this transfer is from, Swain? It's cute. Well, actually second second transfer because they added Kane Patterson from from Clemson. But guess guess where this transfer is from? Vanderbilt going out and making additions and guess where he's from? Lake Forest or something? Connecticut. They added a defensive back from Connecticut. Connecticut added a transfer from Connecticut. I'm sorry, but I, I'm I'm bringing this up because I couldn't help but laugh when I saw this. Uh, two serious transfers. Missouri picked up a Auburn transfer defensive lineman on Sunday. Ian Matthews committed to the Tigers. He is their second transfer commitment of the weekend. Uh, They also picked up a tight end from Buffalo, Tyler Stevens. Uh, The the Auburn kid, 6'4", 267, and was part of the 2020 class and uh, didn't do much at Auburn. And then Lane Kiffin, the the self-proclaimed portal king. Added a transfer yesterday morning, which is why you saw that viral tweet go around. Uh, Georgia Tech defensive end Jared Ivey is expected to join the Ole Miss football program this week. So they, they've added Jackson Dart from USC, the quarterback, Michael Trigg, the tight end. They've added this this defensive end, and he's appeared in 20 games at Tech over the last two seasons. 32 tackles, six TFLs, one and a half sacks, and I'm aware of other coaching staffs in the SEC who elected not to pursue this young man from Georgia Tech. So we'll we'll see if it if it pans out for for O Lane over there. I, I know all the Twitter stuff is just fun and whatnot, Swain, but if you're gonna self proclaim yourself as the portal king. Shouldn't that title be based off of what your record is with the transfers that you bring in? Because who cares how many transfers you bring in if you don't win games?
1: Lane's doing whatever he can to bring attention to Oxford.
2: And I get it. It's Oxford. I respect
1: it. It's Oxford. Creating a hashtag, putting it on a sweatshirt, come to the SIP, doesn't make Mississippi attractive. <laughs> it's... It doesn't. Oxford, Mississippi. It's Oxford. Sorry to
2: any listeners.
1: Who so that. he's doing what the coach is supposed to do, try to highlight the best parts of the city that you are coaching in and try to attract players to, to your school. But good luck. Speaking of Lane Kiffin, the Athletic I had a tweet yesterday the NCAA Rules Committee is exploring changes to limit faked injuries in college football. Nicole uh, Auerbach and uh, National Coordinator of Officials, Steve Shaw, who was in the SEC, uh, he told Athletic on Monday that faking injuries is going to be a big topic at the next meeting of the NCAA Football Rules Committee on March the 1st. So we are one month away from that meeting. This is a Rule change year, meaning the group can put forth its recommendations for immediate consideration from the NCAA's playing rules oversight panel. Shaw said, obviously we want to um, take faking injuries out of the game. It's a bad look for the game. It's an, in- uh, an integrity issue. If you have a fake injury, it garners an unmerited timeout for your team. We're really looking at what's the next steps to move away from that. The sport knows it has a problem. Some defenses are willing to take whatever measures they can to offset up tempo offense and the appearance of uh, unnecessary stoppage can draw complaints from coaches and fans alike. Last season, multiple high profile games featured Parson crowd booing at a suspected fake injuries while the home team had the ball, the fallout, from one such controversy and I was win over Penn State, compelled Kurt parents and James Franklin to comment on the situation in the days after the game. Administrators have said for years it's an issue, but they haven't found an effective way to combat it yet. Well, it's time. It's time to figure it out. Lock yourself in a room, figure it out, because we cannot have another season like we had this previous season with faint injuries. Um... Shaw said one option under discussion is sidelining a player who causes an injury stoppage for an extended period of time, such as a possession or set of downs, perhaps with coaches having the option to use a time- timeout to bring a medically cleared player back into the game sooner. Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin said last year that no one is going to stop faking injuries until there are real consequences to uh, decentivize the behavior. In the past, officials have avoided rules like that out of concern that legitimately injured players would attempt to stay on the field. Kiffin says you're not going to stop it until you have a guy. Has to stay out for so many plays. Man. Lane is Lane is something else. Lane is something else, man.
2: I actually kind of think that that last comment is insightful more than it is worthy of, of kind of picking at him since his team is one of the first teams that you think of when, when thinking of fake injuries. And the reason I think that it's insightful is because he was practically the main culprit this past season. And to me, that, that's like an insight into his thinking, like, I'm going to keep doing this until y'all change the rules. Wow. and and so i i take it i personally i take it as a as a positive that <laughs> that's lane's comments because when they do change the rule it'll go away
1: lane didn't provide any insight that i did that we didn't know we know that the consequences are not harsh lane we we know that there we, are no consequences exactly so him saying that people are going to keep doing it until consequences are you know, are, are, are are tougher duh duh lane that's not insightful to me what 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 is hilarious here is <laughs> Lane is the type of dude that will, in this in this example here, this man will go in the backyard of your house, break into your house while you're coming home. And then as you're coming in on one side, he will go out the other side and then come to the front, ring the doorbell, and tell you that someone broke into the house. And then pretend like he's helping you find out who did it. (laughs) Like, this man over here acting like he was a victim of faking injuries. And then the tweet yesterday, when the Athletic tweeted this article, he puts a 100 emoji and then acts the NCAA. Bro, they're making the rule because of you. Like, the rule should be called the Kiffin rule. Because of you. you. You were the worst school in the country at faking injuries. Like, it wasn't even close. <laughs> it's because of you, man. It's because all these years it's been an issue, like the article said. All these years it's been an issue. But this year it was worse, and now it puts more sense of urgency on the rules committee to fix it. Why? Because Lane Kiffin took it to the next level.
2: Uh I'm telling you, laying something else, man. It don't it don't bother me that much just because I mean he's it's it's the NCAA's fault for allowing a coach to to even be able to take advantage of this in the first place. And everybody does it. Some way more than others, as we obviously know. Tennessee does this. Tennessee takes full advantage of this rule. You think it's a coincidence that an offensive lineman goes down after every single extra point? No. It's it's Josh Heipel being smart. And and making sure his defense gets a full timeout before they have to go back onto the field. It's it's no coincidence that it rotates between Jackson Lampley and Jeremiah Crawford, Chris At and, and Dane Davis. Like, there's no coincidence, and and it's smart for Tennessee's coaching staff to to recognize that there's a loophole, and and. Take advantage of it you not know, you know, they take full time out sometimes because of it and that's that's what they're they're aiming for when the offense scores too quickly give give the defense a, a couple minutes rest
1: you know it's funny like and we mentioned it before on the program but like especially after the old miss game because because that's when it was fresh everyone's pointing the finger at old miss and you know we were like hey man both teams doing it and here's an example of us of us doing it but like no one really highlights when Tennessee does it. Because
2: it in happened in the ball game, too. And Tennessee, to me, the way Tennessee does it is much different than the way Ole Miss does it's it. It's subtle.
1: I mean, because yes. both teams can benefit from that time. Yes. Because yes.
2: there's a significant difference in how both teams were doing it. I'm just – like, I'm not going to be mad at Lane for – like, it is annoying as all get out to watch, especially when your team is involved. But I, I look at the, the, the people who have set the rules that have allowed for this to take place more so than I do the coach who is just taking advantage of a loophole. I'm like, not mad at Lane for
1: mentioning right. that he got some damn nerve to pretend like he was a victim commenting around the story when he was one of the reasons why it got out of hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see Josh Heupel running his mouth. Tommaso, yeah, yeah, we got to do that. We got to fix that problem, man. It's a problem.
2: Was yeah. Josh Hypel asked? Huh? Was Josh Hypel asked to be a part of the story? I guarantee you It, that, don't, it that. don't
1: matter if Josh Hypel was asked. Like, he ain't talking. Like, he ain't tweeting. He's not commenting. He's keeping his damn mouth closed because he exploited the rules just like Lane Kiffin. That's the difference. That's all I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> Lane is acting like he wasn't the reason why we're here. Yeah, everyone has exploited the rules. I get it, like, but Lane is act- out here acting like he is here to help and solve it because he was a victim. No, man, like, you you played a big part in the integrity of the game uh, being compromised. That's all I'm saying. Hey, matter, Lane Kiffin, I just—it's Lane. Sounds being like you Lane. got a
2: big issue with him. No, it's Lane being Lane. It's Lane being Lane. It's hilarious to me. I think uh, you can. No longer rely on Lane tweeting at you.
1: Dude, Lane, Lane hasn't tweeted at me in forever. Well, and I'm
2: saying it'll never happen again.
1: Trust me, I'm not losing any Over sleep. here
2: attacking Lane. As, as attacking his character. I mean, how dare you attack Lane Kiffin's character? Of all people, you going to attack his character. I mean, I mean his I could, character is so flawless. Why, why would you attack his?
1: I could DM him and tell him I don't want him to be the coach. But I won't do that. That would be mean. GBL says extra points don't stop the tempo, but it's still faking an injury and it's still wrong. It is different than the tempo being stopped in the course of a offensive possession. It it really benefits both sides. Like when Tennessee has offensive linemen get, go down on extra point, yeah, it benefits Tennessee's defense, but it allows the other team to have more time to make adjustments and rest too. So that's why it kind of goes under the rug, whereas when an offensive team is running up-tempo and the defensive team faces an injury, it only helps one side. That's the defense, to get rest. They don't really help the offense because you're, you're stopping their tempo. Um, Riley Voss says Chris, Chris Progonay is at NC State now.
2: But he got a USC offer.
1: He might be at NC State. But what you're talking about is what happened this previous year from guys on the field goal team, and uh, I don't remember him even playing. But
2: I was trying to think of reserve offensive linemen. <laughs> I don't even remember him being I mean, out there. But um, it was the, the the main guys were Jackson Lampley, Dane Davis, and and Jeremiah Crawford.
1: Yeah, I I did I did see where um, Chris Act picked up some some some. Some nice offers. Got one from Southern Cal. That's interesting.
2: So, did he commit to NC State, or is is he currently visiting NC State?
1: I don't know. All I know is when he hit the portal, I just kind of mentally. That's not very nice of you. Moved on. Why not? Which means
2: not nice of me.
1: What are supposed to do? Send him a card?
2: No. I'm supposed to think of him, say a prayer over him that that he finds what he, he is looking for in life. He all right. Good luck, man.
1: Go do your thing. Go be great. Do your thing. Don't know if he uh, actually committed to uh, NC State or not. But Southern Cal, that that significant
2: offer. That surprised me. Surprised me as well. I hope he transfers to the best possible place and balls out.
1: I do, too. I do, too. For sure. This this place ain't for everybody. This offense is not for everybody. I understand that. Embrace it. and The one guys that don't pan out here, go somewhere else and be successful. Brady, the Brady says, Lane Kevin will steal a man's wallet and then help him look for it. Yeah, I know, man. He would pickpocket you and say, hey, man, I found your wallet, man. I think you must have dropped it. Hey, man, you got a reward for me? <laughs> like, Blaine ain't slick at all. Oh, yeah. It was behind Tommy Tuberville's back, air from Ohio. Thank you for that. When uh, Auburn was talking to by Petrino, it was behind Tommy Tuberville's back.
2: The a- governor. The governor. Or what? Not the governor, but... uh. Did he run for gov- governor? Or what, what title did he run for in
1: he's office? A, he's a, I think he's in the Senate. Or that's right. That's right. Uh, ATF VFL says, time to grab Bigsby. Man, they are not going to let go of Bigsby at Auburn. They're going to pay him. They may not have the a choice. Biggest NIL deal ever. Auburn knows they can't afford to lose Tank Bigsby, which is why he was in the portal for all of five minutes. But if I'm Tank Bigsby, I'm getting the hell out of Auburn. I'm running. There's bags of cash all over the country. You can go somewhere else, Tank. It is a dumpster fire. You better get out while you can. Swain Event, be right back.